Hey, 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 he's back. Oh, no. He's back. He's back. Yes, the rumors are true. I have returned to the scene of the crime. That is watches, 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 and more watches. We love watches. Yay. Okay. Uh, this is America's Finest Watchman, Lee Jackson. Don't forget I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. LeeJacksonWatches at gmail.com. That's where you can find me, baby, if you're looking for me. If you want to know about watches, I go way, way, way back to the 60s, believe it or not. I know. I know. I'm just a baby. I'm just a young baby. What can I say? Can't win them all, can you? You get to be old? Oh, well. Just got to make the best of it, I guess. Okay, so what have you found this week? Um, I've been looking around. Because, you know, I keep thinking, what's the next thing I'm going to want? Because I just keep wearing the Gerard Pergo. I can't take it off. I, honestly, I can't take it off. I'm in love with it still. And if I had to wear just one watch for the rest of my days, this is it. I'm happy. I don't care about the rest. I'm happy, 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 happy. Okay, so, you know what I wanted to talk about? Last time we talked, we chitted and chatted. I talked about um, where to find stuff. I gave you some of my, some of my greatest secrets. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to go over some more of these companies that I think are worthwhile. And they have some interesting pieces to look for. And, and me, I start at the bottom and work my way up. Most of the time when I'm looking at watches, I will start at zero. I'll set the, uh, the sort to zero or lowest price and move up from there and see what they have. And see, is there a, something, a nugget to find? Or is everything the same? You got to go to the real expensive. So today... I thought I would talk about Jaeger LeCoultre. Don't hear very much about them anymore. They're very quiet under the radar. Uh, but they are a very good company, and they have some really interesting pieces, especially if you're a collector. They're a great way to start collecting Swiss watches because they're not too expensive. And yet they're good, very good quality. See, Jaeger LeCoultre is one of these companies, like I call them like a schizophrenic company. Like Ulysses Nardin, they used to have inexpensive watches. Now they have very expensive watches. Same thing with GP. Used to have mass market inexpensive watches with shield movements. And now they have real expensive stuff. So I thought Jaeger, Jaeger LeCoultre would be an interesting thing to talk about. Um, started one of the early, early watchmakers was Antoine LeCoultre. And somehow the company hooked up with Jaeger. And if you go to Europe or you look at European watches from the early days, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they all say Jaeger LeCoultre. They don't say LeCoultre. The way I catch it, and if I'm wrong, please don't call me and go crazy, but I don't think I'm that far off, is LeCoultre was used for the American market. And they were supposed to be a finer mass market type watch. So there's lots of them around. That's why it's good to collect because they're not super expensive. I mean, I'm looking at Jaeger LeCoultre for a dollar. 
So if you can find the ones that say Jaeger LaCulture with the JL symbol on the dial, that's the real prize to find if you can find those. Because the LaCultures are kind of up and down. I mean, they're good quality, don't get me wrong, but they're not as good in my mind as the Jaeger LaCultra name. That's like way up there. And LaCultra is further down, even though in reality, they're the same. To me, they're not. So when I'm looking at watches, I want Jaeger LaCultra, not just LaCultra. But if I were collecting today, where you called me and said, you know, I really want to collect watches. What should I start with? And you want Swiss. I would say LaCultra is a good place to start because you can get them really cheap and they're a really good name. Especially if you see the Jaeger LaCultras. I mean, those are, for some reason, there's a ton of Jaeger LaCultras coming out of India. And it's a watch called the Jaeger LaCultra Club. And I guess it was their mass market watch because there's lots of them. Lots of them. I had never even seen them before. And they range from a dollar to $2,000. Now you may ask me, what is the difference? First of all, it has an, a shield movement in there, an A-shield movement, which is like ETA, but not as good. In the old days, that's what they used, A-shield. Today, shield's not around, so they use ETA. And ETA's better. Um, so these have, this, the one called the club, has an A-shield 1916 movement in it, which is my favorite watchmaker ricky tells me not so great but yet it says jaeger lecoultre on the dial and they got really cool dials and they're coming out of india and you can get them for a you know they start at a dollar and they go up to let's see uh, for the nicer ones it's about 100 i'd say 86 102 104 120 150 probably hunt well here's one at two yeah, they go all the way up to 200. And actually, I got one here 250. So anywhere from a dollar to 250. And that's, I mean, that's really cheap. To get a really nice Jaeger LaCultra, that is absolutely dirt cheap. But here's what you need to know. First of all, they're sport watches. They look more like, they have more in common with a Seiko than Jaeger LaCultra, to tell you the truth. They're big sport watches, kind of like a diver's watch. A, a lot of them have the day and the date. They have a little window to the right, like a Seiko that has a day and a date. Some just have the date. Some have both. Um, some have a turnable bezel. Some don't. Some are very weird looking, like a cushion look. And then they, most of them are like the eyeball look, like the Omegas. Yegela Cultra made some very interesting uh, asymmetrical watches, which we're going to go over. I'll get to it. But, these are from the 70s, these Jaeger LaCulture clubs, and they have beautiful dials. That's what, that's what sold me on these things. The dials are gorgeous, but they're very blocky looking sticks, really reminiscent of the 70s. And I bought one from India. I don't think I paid very much. I got an absolutely stunning dial. The dials are beautiful on these. I don't know why, but they are. Like here's a turquoise colored dial. And they have these gradient blues that fade from light to dark. They have these really cool dials. So I got one with a really cool dial. And it was kind of an eyeball shaped case. Not quite. And then I got it. And right away the whole thing just fell apart. So number one. If you buy from India. Get ready to send it in for service. And probably a lot more. 
I mean, it cost me a couple hundred, two, three hundred bucks to have the thing fixed properly because they don't know what they're doing. Or they're in such a hurry to make a couple bucks, they're just throwing stuff together, which is my real feeling. You know, I used to work with a guy in the jewelry business, and he used to tell me that Indians to deal with in business are very, very difficult. And here's a perfect example. They're telling you they're all fixed, and they're total crap. They're garbage. So I got one, and it was a mess, even though it looked great. Inside, forget it. The screws were missing. You name it. They just slopped it together. They don't care. They must have an assembly line to get these things out. And it cost me a lot of money to get it to run. And I finally got it running. And, and Ricky told me he had to take from another movement to fix it. The movement was so bad that was in there. And he happened to have uh, one of those movements running around. So he had parts. Because, you know, it was a very popular movement in its day, the A-Shield stuff. So he put it together and I got it. Had a beautiful blue dial. I mean, really a killer dial. And I wore it. And everybody said it was ugly just looked like something out of the seventies and I ended up selling it. Whoever got it from me got a hell of a deal because I didn't charge very much and I put a lot of money into it and it's done right. Now I looked and you can find the same exact watch. These like Jaeger LaCultra club watches coming out of Japan for 1500 to $2,000 and they are the same thing. So evidently what they did was what I did buy one from India and then spend a lot of money and have it fixed properly. But if I were you, I would be very, very, very careful if you're buying stuff coming out of India. Um, to go along with this, I bought some loose gemstones last year from India and I had them all checked out and they're all fake. They're all either man-made or glued together or you name it. They're all total crap. So, watch yourself. I'm warning you. You have my best warning. Look out, baby. I mean, there's some beauties here. This one, they got a, like I'm looking at a Yale Ecoltra club. It's going for $86 and it's got the most gorgeous blue dial, blue turnable bezel, like a Submariner. It's got a crown guard. It's got an interesting looking <clears throat> band on it, which is probably an add on. I mean, that would be my guess. And it has a open back, which is not, not normal. Does it say that? I don't think they can't. Yeah, it says Look Ultra on it. Yeah, it says Look Ultra Club. That's weird. Yeah, I can see cheap. They have a sh cheapy movement in there. So if you, you know, if you want, let's put it this way. I'm, tr I'm trying to think of how to say this diplomatically. You know, I've been accused of not being diplomatic all the time. So I'm trying to be diplomatic about this. If you want to wear the name Jaeger LaCultra and you like sporty stuff, this isn't a bad deal. But you're going to have to put money into it, I'm telling you. Don't expect that just because they tell you it's all fixed, it's beautiful, and this and that, you're going to just wear it. It ain't going to happen. I thought it would happen. No way. No way. So you're going to have to put money into it. I mean, that's the bottom line. And if you're okay with that, it's a great way to get started. But be prepared. You're going to have to put money into this puppy. Now, like I said, Jaeger LaCultra was split into two companies. I only knew LaCultra when I was growing up. I never saw Jaeger LaCultra at all. And to me, LaCultra positioned themselves 
above Longines Omega. Now remember, Omega in my day was not what it is today. Omega in my day was a nice, fairly reasonably priced Swiss watch on the lines of Longines. So imagine Longines today is way behind. Back then it was neck and neck. And Jaeger LeCoultre, or should say LeCoultre, was above Longines and Omega. Better quality. Longines was more of a dress watch. Omega was more of a sport watch. Jaeger LeCoultre was more of a dress watch than a sport watch. That's why I was shocked when I saw these uh, Jaeger LeCoultre Club. And they must have gone to Europe. Because again, they didn't use that name here. Uh, and LeCoultre bought Vacheron in 1938. So they were married after that. So if you look for LeCoultre's, you can get them pretty reasonable. Not as, not as reasonable as they used to be. I used to get them next to nothing. Because there's so many of them. But, I mean, here's a nice LeCoultre, solid gold. Doesn't say Jaeger LeCoultre, LeCoultre. You could have it redialed too, you know, and have Jaeger LeCoultre put on it because it is, so it wouldn't hurt it. If it needs a dial, I definitely would have both because I don't like the LeCoultre logo. It's different than Jaeger LeCoultre. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah, I don't know why. Let's see if I can get a look at this one. Yeah, it's the Jaeger LeCoultre logo. Even the LeCoultre part is nice looking. When I look at just LeCoultre on the dial, to me, it's ugly. I don't like uh, their logo. And why they had to, they were trying to save money on imports. So fee import fee is what I'm told. But LeCoultre did a lot of weird stuff. They had like the Memovox and the Futuramatic. They had all these really strange, interesting watches. They also had early quartz. They were early on the quartz bandwagon too in the 70s. So you can find some really nice deals. Again, if you can find it where it says Jaeger LeCoultre on the dial with the JL symbol, you're in business. That's what you really want. Because anybody could take a dial and take the name LeCoultre off the dial and put on Jaeger LeCoultre. But you can't put that little symbol on there that easy. It's like a Rolex crown. It is uh, kind of one of a kind. Now, like I said, LeCoultre did a lot of stuff. It did a lot of watches. So like here's British Army watches. I mean, really cool stuff. Years ago, I had a LeCoultre Divers watch, which was really nice. Really, really nice. Um, you don't see them. But LeCoultre has done a lot of very interesting watches. Like they have this one called a padlock, which looks like a padlock. It's a driver's watch, a woman's watch. Driver's watches have curved, very heavily curved lugs so you can put on the side of your wrist. And when you're driving, you don't have to turn your wrist. It's on the side. So as you put your hand on the wheel, you can look right at it. And that's called a driver's watch. And those came out, I don't know, 50s, 40s, 50s. Then there's another interesting one called a rendezvous. It's a beautiful watch. It looks like a porthole, and it's a copy of a, of a LeCoultre watch from the 50s, believe it or not. They, I, I'll see it again. I'll give you the other name. Very cool. Looks like a porthole with rivets around, like a real porthole. It's called a rendezvous. That's a really interesting watch. Um, they had alarm watches, which had two crowns that you wind up. They had, uh, let's see. Here's rendezvous. The new rendezvous have a mother of pearl dial and their quartz, and they're beautiful. 
but they're very stylized. The Air La Culture Rendezvous. It's a newer watch, probably eighties, hmm, nineties, probably. It's a cool watch though. Looks like this one looks like two tone with porthole with mother pearl in the center round. Uh, Jaeger LaCulture also made LED watches, believe it or not. Yeah, they did. And they're worth a lot of money now. So those are kind of cool. But you can find um, some really weird ones by them. Like, for example, they did automatics with bumper movements. You know what a bumper movement is? I mean, Vacheron used bumper too. Bumper movement is where the rotor on the back of the watch doesn't go all the way around. It goes half a turn, 100 and 180 degrees, and it hits a it hits a uh, solid stopper. It has a spring on the end of it, so it bounces off of it and goes the other way, and the same thing bounces back and forth like a pendulum almost. They called it bumper. There's a lot of those. Uh, they stopped making bumpers because they were not as efficient as a full rotor movement. So everybody went to that later, but you can get these, I don't know. They're asking a lot of money for these a thousand bucks. My day, they were pretty cheap, pretty inexpensive. So here's a beautiful rendezvous ladies with the two tone bracelet and everything. That's a beautiful piece. That looks really nice. It's a lot of ladies. Yeager cultures running around. And also they did this, they did a, like a hexagon. They call it a square quartz. Looks just like the IWC Da Vinci's of that same period. I mean, it's so close. Look, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. It's an automatic and it's one, two, three, four, five, six sided. Almost like a big square, but yet three o'clock and nine o'clock come to a point. So it's very, very cool. Um, you can find some really interesting cases. You can find some early quartz. Like here's one, a Futuramatic. I had a bunch of these. These are very cool watch. It was one of the early watches that had a reserve indicator on the front of it, a power reserve. And they called it a Futuramatic. And most of the time they're gold filled. And you know my feelings on gold filled. I don't like gold filled at all. So not something I would be interested in. And a lot of these ones that I see for sale are in pretty rough shape. I don't know why, but they are. Um, here's a line that they came out with. This has got to be 80s or 90s called Cryos, K-R-Y-O-S. And it's a Jaeger LaCultra sport watch with an integrated bracelet. It's not bad looking. I like it. I like it. Here's another one of those hexagons. They must have made a lot of those. They're going for about 1000 or 1200 uh, their, one of their better watches was called a Master Mariner. And those are very good. Um, then you had the uh, power reserves that had a window that showed you how long you have on the wine. Those are kind of interesting. I don't know. I like these weird uh, LeCoultre alarm ones and the power reserve and all that. But they're not, for me, they're not a keeper. They're not something I'm going to really cherish and say i gotta wear this it's just drives me crazy uh but they have some interesting one like here's a lacultra bumper with really big turn kind of curved lugs but big here's a memovox which is their alarm watch which actually has a mechanical alarm in it you wind it up and it goes and it you feel it you hear it and you feel it both um Let's talk about marriage watches since I'm seeing a few. 
You know what a marriage watch is? See them a lot. A marriage watch is a pocket watch that's been converted to a wristwatch. Now, it's easier said than done, if you think about it. Because you need a case that's going to fit this thing and look good. And you're going to probably need a dial because I don't use the original dials. So there are people in foreign countries that specialize in these marriage watches. They have the dials made, the beautiful, like antique looking, very ornate looking dials. Beautiful. Uh, I would be careful, first of all, with a marriage watch. Number one, they're going to be very large. So you got to make sure of the size and make sure you're okay with that size. Second thing you got to think about is it's very delicate. If it's a pocket watch, it means it's quite old movements, very delicate, finicky. It may run good now, but what do you do when you need parts and it starts acting up? You can't take it to your regular watchmaker. It's too old. So you got to be careful. Uh, now my guy, Ricky, he could do it because he loves pockets. But I'm telling you, once you get one of those things, they're very, very finicky. You cannot get them subjected to any kind of shock. You cannot get them anywhere near water. You have to be really, really careful. Okay, the one that I was talking about, a rendezvous, here's the original. It's called a LeCoultre Beau Brummel. And it's kind of like a spaceship, like a flying saucer with a rivets around the very center is dial and a big kind of circular uh, bezel, gigantic bezel. It's a very interesting look. And that came out in, I think, the 50s. And now they've updated it to that rendezvous look where they turned it all gold and they put uh, mother of pearl dial. I think they did a great job personally. I really do. I think they did great. It looks fantastic. Um, master quartz. We don't want quartz from that period. The memo box, they come in all different designs. The memo box watches, the winding watches. I mean, think about it. Do you need a watch that's going to have an alarm on it? Back in the olden days, you had parking meters, you had telephone calls, you had to be places, all kinds of stuff you could use an alarm for. But today, I never used it. I know you could tell me you're going to use it. You know, you're fantastic. You're going to use it. That's great. But I didn't. So for me, it didn't make a hell of a lot of sense. And they're one of the, there's only a few companies that did alarm watches. Now, here's a really strange one. Jaeger uh, LaCulture Albatross. Weird looking watch. It's got a hexagonal bezel. It's very soft looking. It's very strange. Looks like 70s or 80s. Not something you'd want now. Um, here's a Jaeger LeCoultre manual. It's got a textured bezel square. And they want $1,400 for the dumb thing. I mean, these things used to be, LeCoultres used to be pretty cheap. But I guess what's happened to everybody is they've gone through the roof. Everything has. So you got to be very careful. You still could find deals on Jaeger LeCoultre if you look carefully. You could go into a, you know, an antique store somewhere and find a LeCoultre at a fairly reasonable price. Now here's a club. The same ones they're selling for 100 to 200 bucks for $1,400. But it's been refurbished, which means I know what that means with this. It means somebody put a lot of time and effort into fixing this stupid thing up. Um... Memo box. I'm looking for the interesting ones. 
Rose gold filled 34 millimeter blue dial automatic. That's been redone most probably because blue and rose gold look really nice together. Yeah, it's been redone. A culture automatic. It's nice. It's got a medium blue dial with a rose colored case, but it's not solid. It's um, gold filled. They also made some very interesting, weird looking cases. And here's one of them. I don't know what this is called, but man, can I even try to describe this case? Let's see if I can. Whew. I don't know how to describe it. It looks like freestyle, like a ring from the 60s or 70s where they sandcast it. It's all bloppy looking. That's what this looks like. And the dial's horrible. So it needs a dial. That's a cool watch, 14 karat, but they want $1,450. If you're going to spend that kind of money on something like a LeCoultre, you're crazy. Go buy something better. You can take that same money and buy an IWC or something a hell of a lot better. If it says Jaeger LeCoultre and it's a modern watch, no problem. That's a good deal. But if it's these older ones, like here's some idiot has a beautiful LeCoultre in a tank case with attached lugs that are really ornate. Beautiful sunburst dial. No movement, no hands, and he wants $1,500. I mean, that guy's nuts. And instead of saying to the guy, are you nuts? It's not going to sell. It's just going to sit there. Good luck. Okay, now I'm in the 1500 range, and I'm starting to see nice Jaeger LeCoultres, real nice modern ones, 70s, 80s. That's what you really want. But but the, the real LeCoultres that there's lots of are from the 50s and 60s. That's when they were really big. And that's kind of what you should be looking for. Also, there's a lot of military watches from Jaeger LeCoultre. Remember, if you go look at early planes, like from the teens, the 20s, the 30s, a lot of the instruments say Jaeger, J-A-E-J-A-J-E-R, Jaeger. And that's the same company. They're making instruments for planes. They also made a fantastic clock called the Atmos. And if you've never heard of it, you need to Google it and look it up because it's one of the coolest clocks I have ever seen. It's the closest we've ever come to perpetual motion. You don't wind it. You don't do anything to it. The changes in pressure in the air above and around us make the watch run. Isn't that wild? It has bellows or something that adjusts to the pressure. It's really wild. So the thing runs and runs and runs. But they're finicky. They have to be kept completely level. And they're expensive to service if they need it. I don't know how often they're going to need it, but very cool. Um, uh, this, some of these people are nutty. You know, here's a Jaeger LeCoultre, Master Mariner, high B, 14 karat gold, electroplate that's plated. And they want 15, 1600. If I'm going to spend that kind of money, here's another one, Master Mariner, 18 karat gold plate. I wouldn't touch a gold plate. It'd have to be solid. There's no way. I'm not paying that kind of money for it to wear out. What good is that? So I haven't even got to the good stuff yet. Now I'm already at 16, 1700. So you got to look for the less expensive LeCoultres. If you see that name when you're rummaging around, grab it. If it's cheap, if it's reasonable, grab it. It's going to be a good watch. They're cool. Very cool. I mean, I love their, their newer stuff. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. I haven't even got to that. And I'm at what? 17, 1800. I'm still on all the cheaper stuff. 60s, 40s, 60s, 
Grasshopper. That's another interesting one. It was a LeCoultre Grasshopper. What a cool case. Uh, it's got, it's kind of tank-like, and the bezel gets much bigger at the top than it does at the bottom. It's asymmetrical, which means it's not squared off. It's not even. Very interesting. Here's that Albatross again, another one of those. I don't know. You can get it cheap, though. 1600 is cheap compared to if you went for a Vacheron or an Audemars or a Paddock. You couldn't touch this for this kind of price. So it's not a bad deal, even though to me it's expensive and it's quartz. Still not that bad of a deal. I don't think so. I know you want to argue with me. Uh, here's one of those albatrosses. That is an ugly-looking watch. Here's the Rendezvous. Uh, Duoplan is a special movement that's in there. A Duoplan watch. You should look it up. I don't want to go into it because I'm out of time. I got to go. Oh, no! Another one done. Oh, my God. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Lee Jackson Watches at gmail.com. Drop me a letter. Let me know. Just be nice. Don't be mean, please. I know. You love me. And I love you, too. And I really appreciate you listening. I do. I do. I do. I give you all my information, all my, everything out of my, my brain that's in there comes out just for you. So thank you again. I really appreciate you listening. Um, what else? Oh, I heard back from the Horology Club of Hong Kong. They love the uh, the episode. So give them a whirl, horologyclub.com. And thank you again for listening. Lee Jackson signing off. Bye. Take care. See you later, everybody. Keep finding those watches. Okay, he's back. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, he's back. The shark. The shark returns. Yay. Okay. Hello. Hey, everybody. Lee Jackson here. How are you? I missed you all. Yes, I did. I missed you all. Mm hmm. Been gone, back. Here, there, and everywhere. Um, I've been looking around, trying to figure out what would I like next? Because, you know, you got to keep dreaming. For me, I don't just go out and throw money at things. I think about it for a while before I throw money at things. So it's always fun. Always fun. Hmm. Okay, so we're talking about Jaeger LaCoultre. And I wanted to continue and get into the better Jaeger LaCoultre. Yeah, the uh, Grasshopper watch is a very interesting watch. It's usually gold-filled. They say LaCoultre. They don't say Jaeger LaCoultre. And they're the strangest-looking case you ever saw. I can't even describe it. It's asymmetrical. It's so bizarre. It's very, very cool. They also had some interesting lugs on their stuff. Um. And they had a sport version of their watches. This is in the 80s, I'd say, in 90s, called Cryos. Cryos. Excuse me. That is the name. Um, they had Master Mariner. They had a lot of really cool watches. I see this Cryos popping up a lot. 
Here's a UFO watch. Looks just like the Omega, the eyeball one I told you I had. Same thing again. I mean, if, you, if you're into that, it's very cool. But remember, it's not that simple. You got to wear the thing. You're not just going to look at it, put it in a drawer. You're going to wear it. And I got a lot of people said they didn't like it on me. So I decided I don't think that's what I want to wear. Okay, so I'm still looking and I'm running out of looking here. Um, okay, so you see tanks mostly from the 40s and 50s. You don't see as many agriculture tanks as you do round. Yes, they did make tanks, but not quite as many. They had their power reserve. They had their Mamavox, the Future Matic. They had some very interesting watches that were different, shall we say. Here's the club one I told you about, completely redone, two grand. So you could buy one real cheap, but it's going to be a piece of junk, or you could buy one and pay a lot of money. Either way, I don't like it any. I don't want that. If I'm going to spend that kind of money, see, the way I look at things, and you can tell me I'm, crazy you can tell me whatever you want but the way i look at things is if i'm going to take say nineteen hundred dollars where is it best spent where do i get the most bang for my buck and that's what i do is i have a number in mind and then i start looking around to see what would that number get me can i get a vacheron for that can i get a paddock for that can i get an automars then you got to say okay so i can get this watch for that kind of money is it worth it what kind of shape is it in? What's the size? Does it look old? Does it look new? Does it look fresh? Does it look, you know, that's the kind of stuff you got to look at. Is it something I really want? Or is it just something I'm going to buy? Like here's a Jaeger LeCoultre. It looks like an exact copy of the Vacheron with the teardrop lugs that they made that was smaller and 14 karat. Here's one in stainless steel, Jaeger LeCoultre, and they want 1900 bucks. I get the Vacheron for a little bit more. Why not buy that? And for those of you that think that Bashron and Jaeger LeCoultre are exactly the same, they're not. Jaeger LeCoultre bought Bashron in 1938, but they kept them separate and they are separate. Yes, Jaeger LeCoultre, which I haven't mentioned, made a lot of movements for a lot of high-end companies. They didn't just make their own watches. They made a lot of high-end movements. And that's very, very cool. Very cool. So you can always do that um, and realize that, that a lot of the movements in like Vacherons and Paddocks and stuff can have, the base could be a Jaeger LeCoultre base. And they're very high end. They're not junk. They're very high end. Here's a really interesting Jaeger LeCoultre I have never seen before called a Vogue Matic Tonneau. It's kind of a soft rounded tank and the dial is really interesting. It has a round um, gold dial with Roman numerals in the center, like a track, and the rest of it is a color, like a like a taupe or a gray. So most of the dial is a color, and then you have this chapter, this ring around the very center with the numbers. It's really a cool look, but dated. That's the problem you're going to run into, unless you like that kind of stuff. Like here's another LeCoultre curved asymmetric. Looks like the Zodiacs. Really strange looking. And then they say that the LeCoultre VXNs or Vacherons. VXN is the 
code they use for importing the movements. One of the things La Coltra did to compete in the United States was they sent their movements here without cases, and then it was cased here in the U.S. And that saved them tax money, saved them a lot. So a lot of times you'll see La Coltra's say cased and timed in the U.S. by La Coltra, something like that. That's why they did that, to save money on import fees. But that's all gone. Man. That stuff's long gone. One of the things that Jaeger La Coltra made that I really liked was they made the Reverso watch and they made the Galaxy Mystery Dial. Now, the Mystery Dial Galaxy watch is a really fabulous watch. It's got uh, diamonds for markers. It has a round diamond for the hour, a bigger one, small one for the minutes, and they float on a disc. Now, they go for a lot of money because on the back it says Vacheron Constantine La Coltra. So people always say, oh, there's a Vacheron. It's not. It's a La Coltra. What they're saying is the company is Vacheron La Coltra, which it was. But that doesn't mean that the watch was a Vacheron. And yet they push it as a Vacheron all day long and try to get 2000 and up. It's a nice watch. But is it, you know, is it worth that kind of money? No, I don't think it is. Not my book. Not in my book at all. A lot of military stuff I see. Military Jaeger LaCultures, lots of them. And they're very cool to have if that's the look you're going after. I like it. I like it. But what they came out with was called the Reverso. I'm trying to remember when they came out with it. But it's been big since the middle to late 80s. And what it is is you have a watch that's a nice tank watch, and then it flips over so that the watch face flips over and you have just the back of the case, which a lot of people will engrave. And it looks like a uh, ID bracelet of some kind. And you just flip it back over when you want to see the time. And it protects the watch, too, because the back of the watch is exposed, not the front. Interesting concept. Very interesting design. Uh, I have worn them, and I find them absolutely useless. Why you'd want to flip it over, I don't know. But to me... Not my cup of tea. Even though I like the watch, it's not worth what they ask. They ask a lot of money. 2000 up for these reversos. And they're cool. They're very cool. See, here's one. Jaeger LeCulture Mystery Watch by Vacheron Constantine. They're calling it a Vacheron. It is not a Vacheron. It is a Jaeger LeCulture. It says it right on the dial of LeCulture. Um, here's a Uniplan. Let's see what they say about this. I know the movement is really different. Let's just see. Okay, it's a Uniplan manual wind movement, signed LaCulture Company, caliber 11 LO in excellent working condition. So it is a, ah, here we go. Uniplan refers to the one level movement compared to the dual plan movement that Jaeger LaCulture developed and used during the same time period. So this is a one level. That means everything's on one level. And then dual plans on two levels. So they, they have some technological technological advances in their watches that are very good. My beef with Jaeger LaCultra is their 50s period are strange looking pieces. They're not my cup of tea the way they look. I don't know why. They're just not. And then when you get to the newer stuff, most of the newer stuff is like the, um, the tanks and I don't know. They're just, I mean, they're beautiful, but they're very, they're very austere and conservative. Like they're like, here's a nice yellow gold automatic 18K. It's very plain looking gold dial. It's a beautiful watch. It's timeless, but 
That's not what I want. I want something a little more exciting than that for me. Something that turns me on. Like here's a LeCoultre automatic 18 care from the 50s has a hobnail bezel. But it's big. It's not, it's thick. It's not thin like a paddock would be of that period. So they're interesting. I mean, the newer stuff I like a lot. The older stuff I am not as keen on as I could be. Plus, I think they're overpriced for what you're actually getting here. I don't know why, but they are. They are. I just don't know why. Um, here's a roulette dial. Odysseus. Here's a newer one. That's a nice looking watch. It looks like an Audemars. It's beautiful. It's called an Odysseus, 18 karat gold. And what is it? It's got sticks and it's got Romans. And the Romans are real small outside the sticks. So it's a strange looking dial, but beautiful. Like one of those white enamel dials that pops really nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful dial. It was a beautiful watch. Their newer stuff is class. And you can tell right away when you see the newer stuff. It just stands out. It's so nice. Here's one that's a ship's wheel. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. This is a really interesting watch. How do I describe this? This I would jump on. I love this watch. And it's got, it's interesting. It's got the Jaeger LeCoultre symbol, but it says LeCoultre on it. So around the bezel, you have like spokes in gold. I don't know how to describe this. All I know is this is a one of a kind. I've seen pictures of these guys over the, in the past. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the dial is two-tone. It's got sticks on it it's round but it's got the coolest got like spokes attached to the outside of the watch all the way around really cool watch i forgot the name of it there was a name for this watch now the other thing that's not great is it's small without the crown it's 33.5 millimeters and if you go lug to lug 41 dials original yeah dials nice case is nice yeah this is a nice piece but they want a lot of money for it they want uh, 2250 Is it worth that? Mm, I don't know. Also, it looks like Jaeger LeCoultre did some kind of a partnership with Pierre Cardin in 1971. Made some really ugly looking things. Like cuff watches. Really strange looking. Here's some here. Very weird looking. I would kind of stay away from those, I think. Besides the fact I'd never wear it. Never. It's too ugly. They're really ugly. Um. You know, some some designs don't hold up well, and others do. Like, here's a nice Reverso. Looks, oh, this is a woman's. We don't want that. Nothing against women. It's just I'm not looking for a woman's watch. Uh, now, why are they? Here's a Jaeger LeCoultre Uniplan in a Tavanas watch. Let's see what this is all about, because that's interesting. Tavanas is a cheap company. Okay, the, the movement says Lysica. It doesn't say LeCoultre. It says Lysica unadjusted. It is a Uniplan watch, though. That's a weird watch. Anytime they say unadjusted, you know what that means? Or if it says adjusted to five positions, eight positions, three whatever, the more adjusting it is, the better it is. Now, what does that mean? It means that watches are adjusted for different 
errors in different positions. Like when you're, if you think about it, a watch is on your wrist, but it's moving around. It's not straight up and down, like laying it on the table. It's on your wrist. It's turned to the side. It's upside down because you're moving. So how does the watch run in different positions? Watches do not always run the same in different positions. Most of the time they don't. So when you see a watch that says it's been adjusted to these positions, that means it's a really good watch, good movement, good timekeeper, because to get it to run right in all those positions is not easy, not easy at all. And if you look at better watches, I saw one today, it said adjusted to eight positions. That's the most I think I've ever seen. And they actually a lot of times we'll give you a slip of paper that will say, okay, here's how fast or slow it ran in this position, this position, all the way down. When they say adjusted to no positions, that tells me it's a cheaper movement and that they can't get it to run perfectly in all these positions because the movement's not as good. See? So the more adjusting positions it says on the movement, the better the watch. And that is pretty standard. Now here's a Jaeger LeCulture looks exactly like the Vacheron Constantine with the teardrop lugs. And this one's rose gold. This looks, I mean, it looks so close. And it says Jaeger LeCulture on the dial, which is nice, but they want 2,500, which is not so nice. Reverso Squadra. This must be a woman's watch. I've never seen that before. Um, Vintage 1965, solid white diamonds, asymmetrical case. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. Kind of cool. Uh, here's an 18 karat gold. Says, does see? Yeah, it says Jaeger LeCoultre on it. Here's a Reverso. So you can get a Reverso for almost the same kind of money you can get one of these antiques for, or vintage watches. Here's the coin. What the hell is the coin? I don't see a coin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. This is cool. LeCoultre made a copy of a, looks like a half dollar with Standing Liberty, but it's part of the dial. It's not a real coin. And it's 10 karat gold filled, which you know my opinion of that already is run for the hills. Um, here's another one of those Kairos chronographs. Master Mariner, that's a good one. Futuramatic, they want way too much for a Futuramatic, and these are gold filled. They want twenty five hundred bucks, which is insanity. That's that's crazy. It's way uh, too much money. Here's a strange looking Jaeger LeCoultre, Memovox with a bizarre oval looking dial and a weird cushion shaped case. Really strange looking seventies, strange looking piece. I would not wear it. Jaeger LeCoultre, 18 karat gold case. Let's see what it looks like. Where is it? Let's see that. Oh, it's a plain dial. But it has Jaeger LeCoultre. It has the nice thing on it, the nice logo, $2,600. See, when you get up into this kind of money, you're not going to find as many watches that say LeCoultre. Most of them are going to say Jaeger LeCoultre or have the, the symbol on the dial. So you start getting up into this kind of money and... See, to me, we've we've uh, screwed the pooch. We're too expensive right now. I'm not going to spend $2,700 on these kind of watches. That's where I'm up to. There's a pre-reverso uniplan. Yeah, they want way too much for this stuff. It used to be a dime a dozen in my day, but 
not the newer stuff, not the older stuff. I used to see so much of it. But what's happening is people are holding out for bigger bucks. And they're putting it up here saying it's a Jaeger La Cultura, not a La Cultura. It's a Vacheron, not a Jaeger. I mean, on and on and on. And you can't blame them. They're trying, you know, they're trying. But it's up to us to ferret it out and figure it out. That's what it's all about. Got to do that first. Okay, I see some reversos popping up, and I'm near 3,000. Here's a whole bunch, 2,800. So if you want a reverso, you're going to be in the $25 to $3,000 market to get one. But that's much cheaper than they are new. They're very expensive. New reversos can be, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000. they are not cheap. So getting a deal on these, and some of them are quartz, so you got to watch out if that's not what you want. La Coltra Man Sagittarian Wristwatch. Hmm, that's interesting. That is quite ugly. Yeah, this is quite ugly. It's got Sagittarius on the dial. A stylized gold dial with the word Sagittarius big. No numbers, no markers. And then the archer taking up the entire dial. And on the back, it's got all the signs of the zodiac and the corresponding dates. Now, is this gold? I would hope so for this kind of money. Looks like it is, but I don't see any marks yet. But I'm a looking. Let's see. What do they say? Do they say it's gold or do they say it's not gold? I don't know. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, oh boy. Wash doesn't say gold on it. It's gold over sterling. Yeah, this guy isn't. This guy is an idiot. Listen to this. You want to hear a bunch? You want to hear how stupid this some people are? This is a gold-filled watch, so it's not an expensive watch in its day. Here's the description. When was the last time you saw one of these for sale? It's a bargain. You could take an antiques roadshow and still be able to say, oh, wow. The back of this JLC dress watch was open for us to be able to take some cell phone scans of its inside. The cost was 20 bucks to open it. Really? It makes one wonder if they're in the wrong business. Well, what do you expect? You go to somebody, you ask them to open up your watch. You think it's going to be free? The watch doesn't have a 10K, 14 or 18 karat gold. However, the person, a watch expert and collector who sold it to us years ago said that it's gold over sterling and rare. How much gold? That we don't know, nor do we care, but we know about the brand name. Okay, well, I know. Come on. It's strange. It has 20 stamped on it, 20 jewels. They, they don't know. This person has no idea what they're doing, what they're selling, none of the above. This is a cheap, inexpensive watch. I'm telling you, I can smell it. Let's see if I can look at the movement. Yeah, here's the movement. The movement says adjusted to four positions, Jaeger LaCoultra, how many 20 jewels? It's a good movement. That's a good movement. It's not a bad movement. But I don't think this is a real expensive watch. But is it worth three thousand dollars? No way. You'd have to you'd have to put me in the funny farm to buy that. That is not worth the money. Here's a nice Jaeger LaCultra chronograph. Now remember, I don't think they made their own movements for chronographs. They probably used Valjoux or Lemoyne or somebody. 
because to make chronographs is expensive. Now, this is a modern watch because it says Jaeger LeCultured has the fish symbol on the back. What that means usually is it's water resistant. And this is a nice chronograph, three reg chronograph, 34 millimeters. So it's a little small. Uh, let's see if they tell you who made the move. I doubt they're going to tell you who made the move. But let's, oh, it's quartz. Uh-oh. I want $3,000 quartz. Good luck. Good luck. Just because somebody asks something doesn't mean they're going to get it. And people like you and me, we have to ferret through all these people to find the gems among the duds. And I got news for you. Sometimes it's not easy. Now, I'm seeing a lot of these oval shapes. They're so ugly. Oh, man, they're so... They'll probably come back, but right now they're ugly. Here's a Jaeger LeCultre Club with the A-Shield 1916 movement. They want $3,000 for it. So you can ask anything you want. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. So before you get all excited about that, does not mean you're going to get it. Um, okay, well, we're getting close to the end of this whole thing. So what is this? Let's take a look at this. No, I don't want to. I don't think... A lot of these people have no clue what they're talking about. Okay, now here's a beauty. This is looks like an older chronograph. Maybe not. No, it might be newer. No, it is newer. It looks like an older chronograph, but it's not. It's called Master Control. Control. Beautiful back. Yeah, really nice. The front looks like an antique chronograph. Three reg chrono with date. I can tell you just by looking at it, it's an El Primero movement because the date is between four and five o'clock. And that's a really good movement. El Primero was made by Zenith and they were used in the Rolex Daytona. So there's a very good movement that's in here, but they, I'm sure they want a lot of money. But if you bought a Daytona, you couldn't buy it for $3,000. I can tell you that. You pay a hell of a lot more with the same movement in it. So that's not that bad of a deal. For me, it's out of my range. I wouldn't buy it. But, you know, there's people out there that buy expensive, really nice watches. And those people are legitimate. They're legitimate buyers. So you have to cater to all markets if you can. I always did that. I had expensive. I had inexpensive. I had everything. Okay, so I'm in the $3,500 range. Here's a beautiful triple calendar, 14 karat. And it's a gorgeous piece. This is a gorgeous piece. I wonder who makes this movement. It says LeCoultre, 17 jewels. Nice looking movement. It looks like the Vacheron with the teardrop lugs, but larger. And it's got a triple calendar on it. It's amazing. 14 karat solid gold. This is a great watch. Says LeCoultre on it, but it doesn't matter. That's a great watch. Triple calendars are always happening. If you can find them at a reasonable price. Like if you can find a Rolex triple calendar, holy mackerel, it's worth a lot of money. Same thing with Paddock, Vacheron, any of the big, big boys. Okay, Master Control is one of their bigger names that they're using now. Um... Let me get to the really nice ones. Here's another. That's not a club. Memovox, 3,500. I mean, they're all over the place. Lots of reversos, lots of Memovox, but you're up in expensive territory here. So for me, too expensive. I mean, what do you get for 3,500? And yet 
for me, I'm looking for the modern stuff for this kind of money. And I'm not buying antiques at this unless it's a really, really incredible standout, gorgeous piece. You know, something like the one I just said, the uh, triple counter. That's worth the money. But a lot of this stuff, like here's a modern Jaeger LaCoultre ellipse, 18 karat from 1981. Beautiful. Could be quartz though. I don't know. But they want 3,700, which is a beautiful round watch. The only ones I'm really seeing are Master Mariner and the Reversos are really big. Master Control, they're called. There's lots of these popping up and they're not cheap. Um, but I don't see anything really outstanding. Okay, so I wanted to talk about another company I found called Jean Richard. And Jean Richard is a company that I guess the original Jean Richard goes back to the 1600s, if you can believe it. And I was looking at something that said that Jean Richard is the same as Gerard Perigo. Now, I looked it up. I went through. I did some research. They bought Gerard Perigo, took over this Jean Richard company. So it's like a baby company like Vacheron and LaCoultre or Bulova and uh, Caravelle, that kind of thing. They're not cheap, but they're not ridiculous either. I mean, I'm seeing them on the pre-owned market, 500 and up, which is not bad. 800, you get to the better ones, 5,500, 2,500. I mean, they're a lot less than a GP, but, 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 I mean, they have some really cool, like here's a Sebring that looks like a GP with the big arrow pointing hands. I mean, like modern GP for $1,900, that's pretty cheap because Gerard Pergo would be double that price. But what I read that I didn't like was they use ETA movements. So now if you take a watch and you put an ETA movement in it, not that it's a bad movement, it's a good movement, but it's not a Gerard Pergo handmade movement or a paddock handmade movement or Vasher or any of those. So you're looking at more of a less expensive brand, yet it's not that cheap, but they're nice looking. They look good. It's called Jean Richard, G-J-E-A-N-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. And the brand goes back to the 1600s, which really blew my mind because I had never heard of them. And then I read that Gerard Pergo had taken them over. Some of their stuff's okay. It's not, not like they have these TV screen watches I think are ugly. They're like a square watch, like an old-fashioned TV. Not my cup of tea. Not one bit. Maybe it's yours. But their sporty stuff is cool looking. Like, here's a titanium aeroscope Swiss watch automatic 1999. It looks like a GP. And I love the newer, like, here's one, flying hands. This is very cool. This is so bizarre. Oh my God, how do you describe this? Whew. Looks like a bad acid trip to me. It's got a power reserve. Everything is like like melting, like the numbers are all melting all over the place. It's got three registers, one for the second hand, one for the one for the hours, and then it's got a big hand that has the minutes. It's very cool looking though. I don't know what it went for, but man, it is cool looking. I could see the, let me see if I can get look at the movement. I got to go. Yeah, it's a net of movement. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Lee Jackson watches at gmail.com. See you later, everybody.